Blog Talk Radio. Praise and all the glory, O God. 
Father, we come before you right now, O God, as humble as we know how, O God, asking you, O God, to forgive us for our sins this day. That, God, whatever we have allowed to rise itself up above you, O God, that today it's torn down in Jesus' name. Father, we come before you today, O God, seeking your presence, seeking your face, O God, that we may be able to walk forward in you, that we don't have to look back, O God, because we have blessings ahead of us, O God. So, God, we know that you would never leave us nor forsake us, O God. So, God, in this time of uncertainty in our lives, O God, we ask right now that you open the eyes of our heart, O God, that we may see you for who you are in our lives, for what you promised us that would come to pass through your word, O God. Father, as we submit ourselves to you, we resist, O oh God, the evil thoughts that we have allowed to come into our mind. We resist, O oh God, the evil feelings, the evil things, God, that has exalted itself above you and has distracted us, O oh God, from seeking your face. Father, for we know that we are not wrestlers of flesh and blood, but yet, God, we wrestle with them. But today, God, that comes to an end in Jesus' name. Today, God, we, we will not fight this battle, but we will give it to you in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against us will prosper, O oh God. And God, whatever the devil meant for bad, God, we are going to believe that today it is going to be turned around for our good. We thank you right now, O oh God, because we are so excited that you are going to speak to us, God. And you are going to let us know that we don't have to be uncertain anymore. But that you are the God of our salvation. And we thank you and we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. So as we go into this exciting teaching about what God wants to reveal to us today, what God wants to do through us today, we say, God, we're ready. We say, God, use us. We say, God, I surrender. God, I say yes. But if you were to ask yourself today, what is hindering you from God accepting your yes? What is hindering you from moving forward in God? What has brought you to the point of uncertainty with God? Because as we begin to grow in the spirit realm, and as we begin to build a relationship with God and our trust begins to grow, there's no more uncertainty about who God is because God has revealed himself to us so many times that when we look back over our life at all the things he's brought us through, those are the revelations that he's given to us that he is God. But yet we allow ourselves to be uncertain still. Yet we allow ourselves to question where is God still. And we allow the doubt to come in and make us be fearful. But today we want to cancel out the uncertainties. Today we want to see God high and lifted up. Today, we want to glorify God and not the problem. Today, we want to glorify God and not the fear. Because we know that whatever is going on, it will work for our good. And God can reverse anything going on in our lives. So let us think about this and see what is hindering us from moving forward which in this case it would be our uncertainty 
of what our future holds, what our day holds. That's where we're at in that day. So God cannot move when we're uncertain of him. But we will be certain of what a man says to us because we take it by belief and faith that what he says he's going to do. But God wants us to put that energy in him because he's guaranteed to do it. So we go to Isaiah 6. And Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him, okay, let's move it down a little bit more. And he says in three, and they were called to one another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And he said, woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among the people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King and the Lord Almighty. Can you imagine having the opportunity to see the Lord high and lifted up? He said it was during the time that King Uzziah had died. And when he died, they were uncertain of their future. Because he had ran things so smoothly and everything worked out well that it was a period of rest for them. But now that he had gone on, they began to think, now what? Where are we going from this point on? And that's when, in that time of uncertainty, Isaiah was able to see God. He was able to see the one who had brought the peace. That it wasn't King Isaiah that brought the peace, but it was God. But so many times we will thank man for something when it's God that we need to thank as well. So many times things are going on. And it comes to an end, and now we're wondering, where do we go from here? Well, God has an answer for that. Just like he put you in that, he'll put you, place you into the next situation. But in that time of unsure or uncertainty, we need to be reminded of who God is. So as we think over our lives, and we're in that time of uncertainty. We're in that time where we're saying, God, what, 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 what's going to happen? What is, what's next? I don't feel good about this. What's going on, God? Why am I feeling this way? And God is saying, I want you to see me in this situation. Now, the only way we can see God in this situation is through prayer. Because we must die in order for God to be lifted up. Things have to be removed in order for God to be seen. Because sometimes things, we make them bigger than what they are. Or we place other people above God. So he has to remove some things in order for, for him and his glory to come through. So what is it in your life that is holding God up from showing you who he is? That is showing that that is overshadowing God's blessing that He wants to give to you. What is it that's hindering God to be seen in this situation? Why is there so much uncertainty during a time when God is speaking? God is calling His people. He wants us to come, but yet we're unsure at the same time that we're coming. We're saying, God, I love you. God, I worship you. God, I praise you. But yet in the back of our mind, there is uncertainty when we leave church what's going to happen, whether it be our bills or, or food or shelter, clothing, whatever it is. There's still that mind of uncertainty while we're worshiping. And God is saying, no, you can't do both. You have to be able to have the faith to believe that what you don't see shall come. So then you begin to worship him in spirit and in truth. 
But you can't divide your mind in your worship, in your in your faith. You have to believe the word of God. You have to see him as your Lord and your Savior. So when you look at what's clouding your mind today, are you riding down the road crying? Are you, you sitting at home wondering, did you do your budget and it's not working out for you? What is it that sits higher than God that you can't see him? That it worked before, but for some reason you don't know if it's going to work tomorrow because things have changed. A time of uncertainty. God has to remove things. He's got to remove that uncertainty. And how does he do it? He removes the things that are clouding you. Those things that you held so dear that was a sure thing. Because in this place, we begin to get discouraged. We begin to feel faint. We begin to get weary in our well-doing. And sometimes we want to quit. Sometimes we want to say, this is it. I can't, I can't do this anymore. But if you stop for a second and stop confessing the negative and you actually say, God, where are you? I need you, and you patiently wait for him to respond, the uncertainty that you have will go away, and you'll be able to worship God in spirit and in truth during your devotion time. Do not put your faith in man, but God wants us to put it in the power of him. And we go to Psalms 146 and 3. And hold on one second while I get that. And it said, praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes. In mortal men who cannot save you. When their spirit departs, their spirit returns to the ground. So he's letting you know that what you have put your trust and faith in is not your sure thing. Your job is not your sure thing, but God is. Where there was once peace and you you had a stable job and a stable income and, and all of that was now taken away from you and now you're in that place of uncertainty where you had to readjust things and you had to, to redo things. And you're wondering, where is the God that I serve? And he's saying, take that uncertainty and put it towards me. Release all of that Fear to God, and you will see him high and lifted up. You will see him ready to put you into another place. He may not put you into the same place, but it will be just as good because God's plan for us is to do right by us, and it's not for us to be hurt or harmed, but it's for God to begin to minister to us. So as we go and we're uncertain of what God is doing in our life and where we're going and what things are happening, when we look at when Moses began to cross the sea with the children of Israel, they were in that time of uncertainty. Matter of fact, they even became angry. Because things had begun to look a little bad. And it says over in um, Exodus 13, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did, yep, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistines' country. Though that was shorter, for God said, if they will face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert, rode toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt armed for battle. Now they were ready for battle. 
And God said, if I take them one way, they may return to Egypt. So I'm going to take them another way. That way they have to depend on me 100%. So God, if, if you put that into your life and you say, well, if, if God takes me this way, then I know. I know this way is going to work out because everything is laid out to work out. You know, I go and I do it this way, and okay, that's it right there. Surely that's the way God is going to do it. But then come to find out God is not doing it that way. He's taking you a totally different way that you're very uncomfortable with, that you don't understand. He said, because I don't need you to go back to Egypt. I need you to move forward to the promised land. But we're so used to a certain way that if that way doesn't work out, plan B is ready for us to go back to Egypt. And we're ready to accept the bondage. We're ready to accept slavery before we accept the fact that this is a road that I don't know and I haven't traveled and I need to go there because I trust God. And so many times he'll show us things and we'll say, surely this isn't God or God, that's not possible because of whatever reasons. But God is is saying, I don't want you to go in the same direction. Go into this way that's uncertain that I know but your flesh feels uncomfortable with it, but yet the Spirit of God is sure. Then it goes on to say in 5, when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? We have let the uh, Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariots made ready and took his army with him. And 10, as Pharaoh approached the Israelites, looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us here to the desert to die? What have we done? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? I would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. And Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you will need only to be still. The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over to the sea and and divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. So we get to a place where a decision was made. Now the decision was reversed. Once the decision was reversed, the Egyptians go after them and say, what have we done? So the Israelites are standing there looking at the Egyptians coming, and they say, hey, we were better off where we were at. Why did you bring us out here? We're, going to, we're just going to die out here, right? You, you brought us here to die because surely you should have left us there to die. And so many times what we had looks better than where we're going because we're unsure of where we're going. And we haven't focused on God during the transition. So, of course, we don't want to take that road because it's too much work for us to do it. It's too much prayer time. It's too much fasting. It's too much seeking God when we already know a way and we're ready to continue on that way. So the Egyptians are coming. The Israelites are upset with Moses because they're like, you know what? You brought us out here to die. And when you lose your job, you lose your finances, you lose everything you're looking around and you've lost it. All you see is loss and defeat. That's all you see. Just like the Israelites saw when the Egyptians was coming behind them. We're about to get beat up today. Because what they have is more than what we have. So you see your losses. You see that things are not going to go back to where they were. The company may have closed down. The company downsized. Whatever happened, the sickness, they're saying there's no cure, there's no treatment. Whatever negative words you receive, and you are saying, I was better off this way. Why, do I should, why should I believe God now? It's at his worst. 
surely what can he do to help me? It's at his worst. But then on the same hand, we're saying, God, help me. So in our minds, we are divided against ourselves. But truly, the uncertainty is going to be bigger because it's more negative. But if we would feed ourselves with the word of God, then we would know that God is going to bring us out. But we begin to feed the uncertainty because that's all we see around us. And we make sure that's the story that we tell people. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what God is going to do. Everything is looking bad right now. Everything is looking terrible. I don't know. Every time I do this, this happens. Every time I say this, the opposite happens. And we're in that life of uncertainty. But God is saying, I am here and I'm calling you to another direction. I've closed that door. And when you just keep hearing doors closing behind you, boom, 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 boom. And all you're saying is, God, but all the doors are closed where I usually would go, where I usually would talk to people and all the doors would be open. And he's saying, I know, I closed them. I need you to take this door. And you're saying, but God, that surely can't be you because I've never taken that door before. I'm used to these doors. Your time of uncertainty, of where you're going, where are you headed, that's the time to see God high and lift it up. That's the time that everything else dies and God raises up because he has a new direction for you. Where you were a secretary or manager, he may have you to be the owner and he's taking you in that direction. But you're saying, I'm not ready. I don't have the finances. I don't have the proposal or the business plan written up. And he's saying, take it. I got people already ready for you. And you stand there and you just look at the door with uncertainty. But if you would see God high and lifted up, you would run fast to that door. Because you know that's your sure door. That's your certain door that God has just for you. How long will we allow our own mind to be divided? Where we're in church praising God, but we question him at the same time. Where we're in church with our hands raised, looking very spiritual, but yet in our mind we're saying, God... Uh-uh. No. But if you would raise those hands and say, God, yes. Yes to whatever you want me to do. Yes to your will. Yes to that door. Yes to you, oh God. I see you high and lifted up, God. Yes. And that will be the time that you see your life turn from the way that it used to be to the way that God needs it to be. To complete your destiny. So in your mind, you may not be realizing that you're telling God no by questioning what he's telling you yes to. In your mind, you may not realize that you are hindering your own destiny by allowing the negative thoughts to flow freely, even during your time of worship. Even during your time of prayer, when you are saying, I'm on my knees, God, releasing myself to you. And then you sing the song, I give myself away. But yet your heart and your mind, they're at home wondering what you're going to do. They're at the job wondering, am I going to have one tomorrow? That's not giving yourself to God. Giving yourself to God means he is the attention for that time. Giving yourself to God is seeing him high and lifted up. Not wishing you were back in Egypt where things were sure, but yet you were in bondage. You were a slave. But yet God gives you the freedom to go and prosper and get to your own promised land. But your mind, your mind, 
you're warring within yourself. Do you stay in Egypt and wait for the slavery to end? Wait for the bondage to go away and just wait year and day after day? Or do you cry out to God and say, God, I want to see you high and lifted up. And I want to pour myself out to you, oh God. I want to give myself to you. And when you do that, your destiny becomes so clear. Your purpose and your promises, the doors begin to open that you thought were impossible to open. And you're trying to force doors that are closed to come back open. They're not opening up. They're just, they're not. So stop trying to go back to Egypt and open up doors that have been closed. Find your open door. To live a life of uncertainty is not God's plan for us. To desire to go into bondage and stay there is not God's plan for us. Which way will you choose? Will you see the Lord high and lifted up? Will you see the Lord in all his glory? When you raise your hands and you say, God, I want to see your glory. God, I honor you, I praise you, I worship you. And you're not thinking in the back of your mind about what am I going to do. But you glorify God, and that's all you see. That when the peace is taken away, that you can still see the God that was in the peace. Or will you face it with uncertainty? Because you feel like he's gone. He's left you. I see you, Lord, high and lifted up. I see you in my home high and lifted up. I see you in my finances high and lifted up. I see you in my body high and lifted up. Hallelujah. Your glory, God, fills this room. Your glory fills my home, fills my finances. And I will not accept any uncertainties in my life. Because, God, I see you. And we communicate like that with him. And God will begin to open the doors. And no man will be able to shut them. And you will see your life going in a totally different direction. Because Egypt is no more. The Egyptians you see today, you will not see them tomorrow when you see God high and lifted up. The bondage that you was in is no more because you see God high and lifted up. Rejoice because you're free from bondage. Rejoice because you are free from sin. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice and sincerely praise God. Sincerely seek his face. To see the Lord high and lift it up. You have to believe that he's the God of your salvation and that you can trust him. So what is it that you're going through today? What is it that you're facing today? Sit down and tell God about it. Sit down and cry to God. Not in a complaining way, but cry out to God and say, I need your help. When Moses cried out to God, God said, why are you crying out to me? I've given you the authority. I've given you what you need. Hallelujah. So when you begin to cry out to God and you release all of that frustration 
And he comes back and he said, but I've given you power. I've given you my son's blood. Why are you crying to me in a pitiful way? But we think that those tears move God. But when he knows that you know better, then it doesn't move him. Because now it seems like you're just trying to play on words to try to get pity. But if you can begin to take those words and reverse them, and you've exhausted all your means of complaining, you can see God. He said, Moses, why are you crying out to me? I know they're coming. I knew they were going to come. That's why I prepared you before I sent you. I didn't just send you blind. But he said, Moses, use what I've given to you. Go and divide that water so y'all can get in there and get to the other side. And so many times we forget that God had already given us the answer because we allow the situation to grow every day. So it clouds our vision of God. But if we think back, we will see God high and lifted up. He said, why are you crying out? Why? Take the authority that I've given you. Put on the whole armor of God that he's given you. What is it that you want God to do that he's already given you power to do? We have to put on the whole armor. We have to focus. Stay focused in the word. Cover yourself with the blood. Rebuke the negative thoughts. Don't give in to the feeling of the emotional pain. Have you ever been in a situation where you couldn't cry no more because you cried all, you just cried so much? Or that everything just began to come one after the other like it did Job to the point where sometime you just said, I just, I, I can't cry no more. I don't have anything left from the first cry to the second cry to the third cry. I'm done crying, God. I, I don't have any more tears in my body. Things are just happening. Doors are closing. Negativity is standing in front of me. And he said it's during that time that he needs you to see him calling you, that you need to see him in his glory. And how do you do that? You go down on your knees, sit in a chair, lie in the bed, whatever you do to talk to God. And you say, God, I don't have anything left. All I have left is your word, God. And you promised me healing. You promised me deliverance. You promised me a promised land, God. When you have nothing left, when all the options are gone, Your flesh is gone because you can't even entertain thoughts from your flesh anymore because they're gone. You've thought it off already. You've visualized it already. You saw the worst ending that could possibly be already. So now you just sit there and you just look up at your ceiling into, into the heavenlies and you just, God, I don't have anything left. And he responds to us by saying, see me. I'm calling you to a different place. I'm calling you to a different space. And it will be at that point when you say, yes, Lord, that now the tears of joy and the tears of peace will come. And replace the tears of sorrow and defeat. And then you can begin to see that God was there the whole time. You'll begin to see that the doors that were closed was the time that it was done. 
and now you have to move forward into the things of your future. So the doors that close may look negative, may look like a very bad thing. But if you look at those doors that God has opened, and you may say, well, I don't see those doors right now. That's because you're still allowing the magnification of the closed doors. You're still looking at the closed doors. In the back of your mind, you're thinking about the closed doors. Get them out. Erase the closed doors. And say, God, I don't know about the closed doors, but they were my safety net. They made me feel comfortable. But, God, I'll take a deep breath, and I'm going to walk with you through these open doors. Because I know they're there. I just don't see them right now. But by faith, God, I'm moving forward with you. By faith, God. I know you got something planned for me. I know this is not the end of me. I know you didn't bring me this far to leave me, God. I know this. So, okay, the doors that are closed are closed. I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to call those people anymore and stress them out. I'm not. I'm not. I'm done with that. So now show me, the, show me where I need to go. My mind says yes to you, God, not just my mouth. But my heart, my mind is saying yes to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I don't want to be in bondage mentally thinking that the the past is where I need to be. But I need to continue forward, oh God. And I rejoice in knowing, God, that my uncertainty will be my blessing in the end. My uncertainty will be doors that I thought would never be opened are going to be opened in the end. And I lift my hands to you, God, knowing that you have it all for me and you have it all planned. See the Lord high and lifted up. See his glory in your life. Don't see the defeat anymore. Don't see the doors. Don't see your past. Don't see the friends that you've lost. Don't see the, the anything that you've lost. Because if it's meant to be, it will come back. But maybe God temporarily separated that because he needed some, you need to go forward. You need to stay focused. So when King Uzziah died, he said, I can see the Lord high and lifted up. Because he could have went into a state of depression. He could have went into a state of panic because they felt like their peace was gone and taken from them. But instead, he said, I see the Lord high and lifted up. It's not the end. It's only the beginning of a new chapter. It's the beginning of something new. It's not the end of you. And don't allow the enemy to tell you it's the end of you. You shall live and not die. You shall have the financial peace that you desire. You shall have the healing that you desire because the word of God said so, and that settles it. The word of God said these promises. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. Don't just believe, but walk in your faith. I believe is one thing. But my faith is a deeper thing. My faith is what I hold on to. I believe things are going to change. But my faith tells me things will change. Hallelujah. Hold on to your faith of what is to come, not what has passed. Not the way it used to be, but how is it going to be now that the past is gone, that I can't change what happened yesterday? So, God, I look forward and I press forward toward the mark that you set before me now, and I need to run that race without distractions. I need to drive myself by faith to know that better is coming. 
So I rebuke the spirit of uncertainty. Hallelujah. I cast it down right now in the name of Jesus. Uncertainty, you have to go. Because I trust God. And I see him. I can see the glory of God touching the lives of his people. Calling us to see what he sees. He's calling us. To hear his voice in this time of uncertainty. He doesn't want us down, depressed, discouraged, because he has a, a new plan. He has a new a new thing for us, a new season for us. So rebuke the negativity. Turn the light off on it. Just just say it's gone. It's dark right there. I'm not living in that place anymore. And turn the light on in front of you. Click it on. Click. And you'll see a whole new world that hasn't been touched because it's waiting for you to touch it. The grass that is beautiful because it's waiting for you. It's your promised land. And no one can take it away from you because you're on course with your Lord and Savior. And you're seeing him high and lifted up. And you have the peace of God that no one can understand during that time. And they'll say, how do you have so much peace when all this is falling apart in your life? Because I see God. I see him. And he's directing me as to which way to go. And he's telling me to wait. And he's telling me this is going to happen. And he's telling me he got me. And as long as I see him... I have the peace that surpasses all of anybody's understanding. Matter of fact, I don't even need you to understand. I need to understand. Because when you look at me and you say the negative things, I look up to God and say, you hear that, God? They're saying you're not going to do it. They're saying you're not that kind of a God. But God, I do believe and I have faith to know that you'll show them different. And you continue to walk in knowing that what is being said and what God is doing may not equal, but your faith lies in your God. Your faith is what you're holding on to. Because the enemy will come with people that will tell you, no, that that's not possible. How can you do it that way? How can you call yourself this when this is going on? How can how how how? I see the Lord high and lifted up. And his promises are true in my life. I don't know about your life, but I know what God is doing in my life. So whenever things happen, I go back to God. God, do you hear what they're saying about me? God, do you hear what they're saying you're not going to do? then I know that you will prove them wrong. I know, because I know what you've told me. I know what you've shared with me during my time with you. And my confidence grow because I spend that time with him and I listen to him. So when I hear the negativity of people who see things in the flesh, I can have confidence in my spirit man to know that what you see and what God has promised me don't equal So I'm going to go with God because the spirit realm is more important to me than what you see because God told me don't put my trust in man, but put it in the power of God. So whatever you see in the flesh, that's your limited sight. But I have a God, a creating God, that will take a closed door and create a situation just so that I can have an open door. So you and your negativity, ha. But the spirit of God, I'm holding on because I know that door will open and I know that opportunity will come. So your time of uncertainty, when you go down and you pray before God, thank him for reversing the negativity. Thank him for reversing What the devil meant for evil, he has now turned it into good. The doors that he closed, that were closed, thinking that you would be discouraged, thinking that you would give up, 
are the doors that close to the ones that's moving you forward to where you need to go. It works for your good no matter what it is. It hurts the flesh. The flesh cries out because it hurts so bad. But the spiritual part of you is saying, let's keep going. You can cry, but keep going because your weeping is only for that night. But when you wake up and you release the stress of that day, know that a better day is coming. Know that a brighter day is coming. And that he would not put more on you than you could bear. Walk in faith today. Walk knowing that God has got you. Uncertainty right now, we command you to go. Depression, we command you to go now in the name of Jesus. Discouragement, we command you to go now in the name of Jesus. And we cast you into outer darkness right now in Jesus' name. We will not entertain this anymore, but we will see the Lord high and lifted up. I will not continue to cry over the same problem over and over and over again. Because as I've cried over and over again, it has not brought me nothing but the same results, more tears. So today, tears, you've cried your last cry. Because now I see the Lord high and lifted up. And he has an answer for me. He has a door for me that's been there the whole time, but I entertained you so much that I didn't see the door. So tears, this is your last cry. You, We won't cry over this situation no more. No more. We won't talk about this no more. But we will begin to rejoice for our redemption draws nigh. We will have peace in our hearts and in our minds because the God of our salvation has delivered us from the oppression, from the depression. We are no longer lost. But now through our faith, we see the light of the glory of God. Negative thoughts, you got to go. No more when we entertain you. It's, it's done. It's a done deal. We're not in battle with ourselves anymore. Now we surrender ourselves to God. That same situation we cried over, we won't cry no more because the Spirit of the Lord is here. So when people look at us and they say, well, how and why you, we can stand firm and say God is in control because we know what he's told us in our private time with him. And in our heart, we can say God is in control, not in your mind, because your mind is saying one thing and your heart is saying another. Dig it from your heart and connect with the Spirit of God. Father, right now we thank you, O God, for giving us revelation, O God, that we need to see you high and lifted up in all of our situations, in all of our circumstances, O God. That the spirit of uncertainty, O oh God, is what we have chosen to entertain. What we have chosen, O oh God, to feed. For the spirit of uncertainty did not come from you, O oh God. But it came from us as we entertained the things that were going on around us. And it put fear in our heart. But today, O oh God, we see you high and lifted up. Today, oh God, we see your glory, oh God. So right now, we rebuke that spirit of uncertainty, oh God. We rebuke, oh God, that spirit that we have allowed to come in and depress us and to discourage us. No more, God, are we going to allow these things to happen. We repent right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we're sorry. God, we're so sorry for allowing it to happen. Have mercy on us right now, O oh God. Lord, have mercy on us, God. For God, we surrender ourselves to you right now. We want to give you our heart, hallelujah, our mind, our words, our thoughts, O oh God, that they may glorify you even in this time. 
that we're living in. But God, we know that today is gone. But we look forward to tomorrow, oh God, when things will look better and we'll be closer to where you desire us to be. Father, right now we rebuke the spirit of bitterness, rebellion, strife, that spirit that was over us, the controlling spirit, oh God, the insecure spirit, oh God, the depressed spirit, the heavy spirit, oh God. We rebuke all of that right now, oh God, and as of today we will not entertain those spirits anymore. God, as soon as they come to us, oh God, and begin to get into our thoughts, we'll rebuke it and say no. We're not thinking like that anymore because we've seen the Lord high and lifted up. We've seen his glory, so we don't have to think that way anymore. We rebuke you. You go. Because the word of God stands true in our life. God, we rebuke that spirit of worry, spirit of doubt, impatience, fear of authority, in Jesus' name. We rebuke it right now, O oh God, that when these spirits show themselves in us, O oh God, that we will not allow them to come forth. No, 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 you got to go. I am a new man in Christ. I'm new. Old things are passed away, and I'm pressing forward. No longer will we accept these things, O oh God. We look to you. We look to the hills from which cometh our help. But we know that our help comes from you, O oh God, right now in the name of Jesus. Father, all those who feel like they've been cut off from you, O oh God, they feel like they can't redeem themselves with you, O oh God, right now in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood. God, we know that once we repent of our sins, O oh God, we are restored back to you, God. So, God, we'll go before you tonight and we'll repent and ask for your mercy, O oh God. And we will be restored back to you, O oh God. Restore us, O oh God, back to the fellowship we once had. Restore us, O oh God, back to our, our communication with you. We're not cut off, O oh God, unless we want to be. In the name of Jesus, we're not cut off, God. And we know, O oh God, that you have mercy and grace for us. And we surrender, oh God. We surrender that negative thought right now in the name of Jesus. Get it out. Because God will restore. In the name of Jesus. God, you place tools in somebody's hand. I see the rod that you placed in their hand and you told them to use it. But they're afraid to use it, God. Whether it be singing or the prophetic but whatever it is, it's something spiritual that you place in their hand, and they're afraid to use it. They're saying they need to go get training or preparation for it or, or whatever it is. God, we rebuke that spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. For God, I see your hand stretched out to them. So as they cry out to you tonight, God, and they rebuke that spirit of fear, they will begin to see you high and lifted up. And your train will fill their room. And they will see your glory. Use them, God. Use them for whatever it is that you desire as they say yes to you from their heart and not from their mind. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you right now, oh God. We give you all the praise and all the glory because you've not forgotten your children. You've not forgotten your promises, oh God. And we magnify you today. We want to see you high and lifted up. We want to say yes to you, O oh God. But right now we plead the blood over our minds. We plead the blood over the war going on in our minds right now in Jesus' name. We believe you, O oh God. We trust you, O oh God, in Jesus' name.
Yeah, yeah. 